Hey guys, it's 2020. Happy New Year, everybody. And it is time for another episode of Real Rock Talk. Hi, my name is Marion, coming to you from the hidden lair here in big old Bowling Green. Hey, guess what, guys? It is time to stop being excited. Time to stop, you know, trying to pump everybody up. It's just time to dive in and get into it. So if you've already done your set your goals for the year, you've already did the the four different areas. Let's talk about them. We're going to use my mine as an example, and then we're going to just go right through it. So first things first, we're going to look at the physical. And you know, I have to lose a large amount of weight this year. Um, that's my goal. Um, I actually have broken it down into two goals to try to uh, cut down on some of the medication I have to take. Uh, so hopefully we're going to get through that this year. Part of also of the from the physical side of it this year for me is to not only get rid of the weight, not only to, to do the medication, but also to get back into running. Uh, something I haven't done in a few years. A lot of my last uh, few jobs have been sedentary. So been sitting in a chair, been on the phone, uh, doing a lot of paperwork. Of course, we do taxes and things like that. So I've kind of gotten out of being as mobile as I used to be. So I'm working on trying to do that this year. Those are my three biggest things that I would like to accomplish. Um, breaking that up in the quarters and breaking that up in the months uh, and working the last two weeks and getting prepared for for this time of year so you know most people want to lose weight try to get into that bikini weather body shape you know as i joke around getting ready for speedo weather and here we are um most people don't get through the first 30 days and so now that's one of the other reasons why you have to write it down. You have to put it on your refrigerator, put it on your mirror, do whatever, and be prepared to look at it, read it every day, look at it, commit it to memory, and be able to highlight it, check it off, whatever you need to do so that every time you see it, you know for an absolute fact that that is what you want to do. So second thing I'll, I'll look at this year is uh, from my emotional standpoint. So the three things that I would like to do this year uh, more than anything else is um, to be certified bookkeeper um, from a company that we that we are affiliated with. Um, got some goals for our for the business this year that I would like to accomplish. Um, but more importantly, from from the emotional and keep in mind, your emotional is is everything that's non-spiritual, non-physical, non-financial. So stuff that's in your brain. Um, the goals that I have for this year for the company are are pretty, pretty out there. And uh, there's a couple of side hustles I would like to add on to that so that even if we get into a situation of a recession or, or some downturn in the economy, that we uh, that we are prepared for that down the line. And I suggest that people all do that. This is that time of year. And actually, this is that time in history where with an unprecedented economy, you need to be able and be ready for any downturns that may come, you have to be prepared at this point to use your additional resources to gain um, a better footing, a better financial foundation. And then you can do the same thing mentally. This is that time to get a library card. If you don't already have a library card, get one and go 
to the library make a decision like I have to read more books I, I want to try to at least read uh, six books that's my goal this year is to read six books this year um, and not just any books I, there, there are certain types of books that I would like to read just to get a better understanding and one of those one of those areas has to deal with accounting one of those areas deals with copywriting one of those areas deal with self-improvement so i'm looking to do more with um, myself this year so i can be a better person to everyone else around me uh, on top of that what i'm looking at also is becoming more of a quote expert in quote uh, the more you read about what interests you, the more you read about what is uh, burning your passion, what is your goal, uh, what you want to accomplish, the more of an expert you're going to be. Because most people are just going to Google themselves silly and just look at the first page. But some of the best information that's out there is at the bottom of page one, the page two, page three, just because it hasn't been. Uh, given the keywords to get ranked higher doesn't necessarily mean that it is not good information. So here is the thing that you have to keep in mind when you're doing this, you're doing this from the standpoint of becoming better. And remember, when you become better uh, mentally, when you if, if maybe you need to go back to school, maybe you just need to take a course. If you can't afford to go back to school, if you've burned through a lot of your financial aid or your uh, student loan money, maybe you just need to take a free course here and there. Maybe it doesn't have to be an accredited course, but it could be something where you just gain the information because information in this age is gold. Don't believe me? The federal government spent hundreds of millions of dollars to build a top secret NSA, NSC uh, and NSA storage center for digital information in Colorado. Google already has that. Facebook is working on that. We worry more about storing information from a corporate standpoint, from a from a government standpoint, than anything else out there. Sales mean nothing when you consider that the sale of information means everything. Give you an example. Many companies out there, which include Walmart, Sam's, Kroger, um, a lot of your fast food restaurants, anything that has an app sell part of your information to other companies and they make money from it. Remember when AT&T actually was charging you money so that you would actually not be in the phone book? You had to pay that every year. They made money from that. Why? Because you paid not to be in the phone book. But here's the humorous part. If you were in the phone book trying to save that six to $10 a year, Guess what happened? They sold your name, address, and phone number to third-party companies. That's where you were getting the telemarketers. That's where you were getting the robocalls. That's where you're getting the political calls. People asking you uh, for you know, asking you to vote, or asking you to take a survey, or asking you for charity money, or asking you for whatever it is. 
See, that's the that's the world information. Many companies actually make it a, essentially a side gig, taking the information that they've received from you and then turning around and selling it to other companies. For instance, Kroger's can take what you buy on your Kroger card, and I'm a Kroger shopper, so I'm, I'm using them as an example, and they can take that information and sell that information to, say, Nabisco or Hershey or Procter & Gamble. And so what they do is they find out from that information your demographics. They find out how much you spend, how often you shop. They find out what kind of products you buy. Maybe you buy just a Kroger brand. Maybe you buy uh, another knockoff brand. And they can figure that part out between that and algorithms. Uh, they can figure out a lot about you just in how you shop. So keep this in mind when I say this. The, the wealth of information sometimes isn't even sold outside of the company. But they use that information to turn around against you. So that you can go out there and, for lack of a better term, buy more stuff. Could you imagine what would happen if Walmart had a shopper's card? Could you imagine what Walmart coupons would be sent to you? What kind of information they would gather from you? That's the reason why companies spend big money on product placement on the shelves. See, companies like Walmart and Kroger, and still using those as examples... They, they make a lot of money outside of the product itself, outside of just selling the product. They actually make money by one product placement. Most people are not going to go on the bottom shelves, get on all fours and dig something out of the back of the shelf. I have done that, but not everybody's going to do that. People are going to look at stuff that is either between knee high and chest high. Maybe if you're short above your head, that's it. And if they don't see it immediately, they'll either buy another brand or another product or they'll move on. So when you think about it, what really is going on is that companies are spending money hoping that you're lazy. And now the next step after that is they take the same information from what you buy and then they turn around and they sell it to other companies as a way they promote them uh, or get them to either up the ante as far as the product placement or up the ante as far as how they communicate to you. So sometimes they use that as information so they can better the product. Sometimes they use that as information to maybe authorize the sale. So you have to think about it, that information is king. With the information, let's say you improve yourself. You read a few extra books. You learn a little bit more. Now, all of a sudden, you're going to be able to go out there and be proactive. You can go out there and talk to people about what drives you, about your passion. Maybe if you start your own company, you can turn around and do things differently with it. This puts you in an awesome position. So that you can improve yourself in 2020 and for, for down the line. So now we'll talk about the spiritual side of it. So we're looking now at our spiritual side of it. So 2020, what are you wanting to do? My suggestion is if, if you are not 
in a walk with God like you were in 2019, or if you're in the same walk, but you're not feeling like you're going anywhere, you really need to reassess what you're doing. You need to reassess how important your walk with God is. And, and I say this only because of the fact that at this point in time, we live in a time where the world has gone crazy, where Christianity is being attacked from all sides every time, every day. We're now seeing church shootings. We're now seeing people upset at Christians because we have something that the rest of the world does not. We have hope. We have love. We have a yearning to be better inside than we were yesterday. We have a yearning to want to go out and be the person that simulate, sim, that is simulates Jesus. And because of that, at this point, we are trying to go out there and be Christ-like. Now, here's the thing that is so important that I think a lot of people miss out on is this. It's not just about going to church because going to church would be no more than just being going to a restaurant. What we look at is we we have to consider this as something of going and trying to learn something. Going not just to be entertained, but about going out and actually trying to be the best that we can be, uh, trying to understand what Christ was trying to, uh, what Christ is asking from us. We're trying to figure out what gifts we have and how we can make them better. Not all of us can be preachers and teachers. Some of us are singers. Some of us um, can have one-on-one -on -one conversations better than others. And so when you think of it that way, you have to really put it together as far as we need to improve on our relationship maybe that means getting up an hour earlier and having a and praying maybe that means actually having that conversation and uh with god and maybe it's about singing more or just trying to keep yourself keep yourself confident because see too many people out there today not only have lost hope they're depressed and the thing about being depressed that is that is so frustrating is the fact that People, the, when, when things happen, the first thing we want to do is walk away from God. We walk away from the church. We walk away from the people who are there. Sometimes your best solutions to your problems are in the same church building that you go to. But because we refuse to go or we are ashamed or afraid or embarrassed to go, we miss out on that one person that may actually have the answer. Maybe you need a job and the person that you're that you are avoiding may have either a job available or may be able to tell you that they're hiring. Maybe if you are somebody who's looking for a place to stay, you know, or needing a new place or, or whatever, maybe that person that you're avoiding or not seeing is somebody who can help you in that in that that area. See, sometimes God, what God likes to do is he likes to put people in front of you that either need your help or can help you. And the whole thing about that is when you look at it from that perspective, you have to turn around and go, okay, if that's the case, then the next thing we need to do is to continue to go. We need to have faith. We need to be up. We need to keep the courage up. Keep in mind this one simple fact. 
God said that no weapon formed against you will hurt you. If that's a true statement and God is with you all the time, guess what? This is just a temporary thing. You're not guaranteed a safe landing. You're not uh, or you're not guaranteed smooth sailing, but you're guaranteed safe landing. You're guaranteed that if you believe in him and you care about him, then then he's going to walk with you. But just like I talked with people on on New Year during our watch night service, you have to take that first step. You got to increase your faith. You got to believe. And when you believe, when you take that first step and you say, Lord, I'm, I'm here and I'm going to surrender to you and I'm dropping this here for you. I don't want to do anything else but serve you and be in your will. When you get to that point and you understand that, guess what? Things will turn around. It may not be instant. But it will turn around. You have to have faith. You have to believe. And you have to be able to be around people who are going to encourage you and love you and everything else. Which goes to my next point. If you haven't had a great relationship in 2019, make that one of the things you do better in 2020. Not just with God, but with people in your church. Not just with God, but people around you, your family, your friends. If you have drainers in your life, yes, you may need to drop some people. But if you mistreat the people who are trying to encourage you and lift you up, by all means, you're hurting yourself. I know there are times when you want to get when you have to be down, when you want to be, you know, when things get unhappy. You have a string of bad luck. I understand when those things take place. But at the end of the day, we got to remember something, guys. These things happen. And it's just short term. Always remember, where are you going to go when it's all said and done? And remember, we're not just trying to get to heaven. That's not the that's not the be all and end all. At the end of the day, it's also about getting blessed. It's also about getting a reward. It's about turning around and, and, and having God set, look at you and say, well done, good and faithful servant. So if that's the case, guys, you have to be ready to serve. You have to be ready to roll your sleeves up and get started and wanting to do and wanting to do the things you need to do in order to be able to help people around you. So, guys, that's where we're at. You have to step up. And this is the year to step up. And by stepping up, what you have to do, you have to turn around and be that person. That's what you have to do spiritually. And we're going to be here. You know, uh, we're, we're putting some finishing touches on our website and, and email so that you guys can 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 write in or leave messages. But we want to be there for you so that if anything takes place 
and and you need somebody to pray for you you need you need to ask questions whatever we want to be here for you we want that opportunity to help you if you don't know you if you don't know Jesus then then we can work with you on that that's not a problem but guys like I said I, we just want to make sure we we don't want people to not have the knowledge of the good news. And we're going to have a couple of pastors with us um, that's going to do some encouraging stuff with us as well. So, you know, one of the purposes of this of this podcast from the inception, from the time I dreamt of it, was literally because we wanted to we wanted to quite honestly be encouraging. We want you to know that whatever goals and dreams that you have, you can do it. It can be done. But what you have to do is you have to not only believe it, but embrace it. Hold on to that thing. Make sure you don't let go for any reason and then turn around and make the step forward to get it accomplished. Whether it is going back to school, whether it is going out there and trying to get a better job. All of everything you need to do for 2020 is simple. You need to improve. And when you improve in all areas of your life, you have no other choice but to go up. And even if something happens and you and you take a step back, you're still 10 times above your competition. You're still 10 times above the people around you. And because of that, there's no way you can fail. See, fear of failure is, 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 is ridiculous now because think about it. If you fail today, you're usually in no worse situation than where you are if you didn't move forward. But if you did take that step forward and you actually succeeded, my goodness, can you imagine what happened? What would you think would take place if you turned around and from a spiritual aspect helped out with your church's vacation Bible school and 10 people came to Christ? That's a blessing that's going to be rewarded to you when you reach heaven. It may actually be a blessing that you may receive part of that reward today in today's society. So it's not just something that you turn around and you think about and you say, well, I can deal with it when I die. Remember, the rewards that you get here on earth are just a, it's just a smidget. It's just a portion of what you're going to get when you go to heaven. So if you know that you're getting a promotion when you go to heaven, if you know you're getting a bonus when you go to heaven, and you know there's a possibility you can get a bonus while you're here on earth, wouldn't you try to do that? If I had a big pile of money in the middle of a sanctuary and I said if you came to church every time the door is open for a month and you can get a half million dollars, how many people you think would be there? How many people you think would be camped out in front of the church to make sure they don't miss it? So imagine what I'm saying when I say there's a possibility you could get blessed before you leave this planet and then get blessed when you get to heaven. That's hope. That's hope. And when you have that, when you have that, imagine what it's going to be. Imagine how that's going to move. Imagine what, what we see. If we all got together, put our arms around each other, rolled our sleeves up, and dug into it. 
If we dug into the neighborhoods and the communities to go out there and help people, if we dug into everything we we wanted to do in order to not only just bring more people in the church, but to reach the youth. Imagine what would happen if we collectively got together and fixed some of the problems in society. If for even if it's just for a couple of hours, we put hope into somebody, whether they were homeless, whether they were addicted, whether they were in jail, it doesn't matter. Can you imagine what that would be like? Guys, we have opportunities. We have opportunities at this point in our in this point in history that no one before us and no one since will ever have. You have to grab it and move forward. So now I'm going to move into our last section, the financial part. And again, this is this this is all going to sound repetitive, but it's all because of one simple thing. You have the opportunity to make great changes, not just in your life, but in the lives of others. Generations down the line. So one of the first things that um I always preach is that you should always have a, at least a thousand dollars in the emergency fund. Okay. And for many people, a thousand dollars emergency fund is not a whole lot of money, but it's a start. It's a start. Now, if you break that down in the four quarters, if you break that down per month, you're looking at about 80, about $83, uh, $83 a month, which is about 20, $25 a week. $21 a week, roughly. You take that money, six months when we get into July, I'm going to ask if you started that, if you started that quest, how far have you gotten? If you've gotten at least $500 in your, in, in, uh, in your emergency fund, we'll move that into a money market account so you can start gaining some interest off of it. If you already have a interest bearing savings account, check the check the interest to see if that money, if uh, that interest is better in the money market or where you're currently at. There are some online banks out there that are offering better, better returns. Um, some are running between four and eight percent, but it just depends on how how comfortable you are with that. Uh, one of the companies that I use for my investments is a company called Stash, and I'll get to them in a minute. But there's a, but they do also have an online bank that does offer you interest for your deposit, so you can put money in them. That it, it is, uh, it is guaranteed uh, by the F, by the uh, FIC. Oh my God, I forgot the government agency, um, uh, Federal Reserve. But what you what you're doing is, is that you're gaining interest, you're making money and we're not trying to go out there and, and do stock market levels. OK, that's not what we're trying to do. But what we're trying to do is put ourselves in a situation where we have two savings accounts. The first savings account is our emergency fund. We put a thousand dollars into it. The second is actually a savings account. That savings account, we're going to put our change in. We're going to put, you know, if we get to the end of the pay period, we got $5 left over. That $5 goes into that savings account. Now, your emergency fund needs to eventually be three to six months of living expenses. And if you put three to six months of living expenses in that money market account, 
and and just throwing this out there just as an example if you have rent lights cable water trash depending on where you live cell phones things like that your hardcore um, bills imagine what would happen if you lost your job tomorrow you didn't have a job for 30 days Okay, how much money do you absolutely have to have in order to survive if you needed to buy food, things of that nature? Don't worry about your roommates or your family members that are living with you, especially if they're helping pay rent. That's not what we're that's not what we're asking here. What we're asking is if something happened and you had an emergency and it was something dealing with the fact that you were not making income, how much money would you need in order to survive without that income? For 30 days, multiply that number by three, then multiply that number by six. That is the range that you need to have in your saving in your money, in your money market emergency fund. Your second account, your savings account, that's just going to be your savings account for whatever comes around. So if you're needing to buy a car in five years, maybe you need to start saving for it. If you need to, uh, if you're looking at buying a house, if you haven't already bought a house, that's something else that you need to start looking at saving for. So when we get further into the month of January, we're talking about your tax return. You'll hear me uh, reiterate some of this here. Okay. So how did your uh, investments do in 2019? Now, many people do have 401ks. And uh, I'm a big believer in the 401k. Now, if you don't have a 401k, then I would suggest getting an outside investment, uh, whether it's a a money market or a mutual fund, whatever. But I would get an outside investment account. You can start off and I use Stash and Stash is an app uh, that you can actually work with. And it will take money out as little as $5 and gives you a whole bunch of different areas that you can invest in. Some of them are mutual fund uh, mixes. Some of them are single stocks. You choose how you want to invest and, and we'll deal with that later. But that is something as simple as $5. Depending upon your bank or credit union, some of them will allow you to invest your change into an account like that another great uh a couple of uh apps and websites are acorn and Robinhood. will round up uh from things that you buy and then invest that change into an account so that over time you are actually investing into your own retirement account that's outside of your 401k now, here's the thing. Now, now I have said before that 401ks have a good and bad side. And here's the bad side. If something happened to you tomorrow and you lost your job, the first thing most people will do is go and attack that 401k. And the second thing that they'll do if they get in a hardship is that they'll take a hardship loan out of the 401k. Keep in mind two things. Number one, unless you roll that over into an outside investment vehicle, there are taxes and pre-penalty taxes that are that go with that. So you basically get a double whammy for saving money that's pre-taxed and that did well in 2019. To give you an idea how well uh, the stock market did in 2019, it gained 5,000 
points. Let me repeat that. The stock market in 2019 gained roughly 5,000 points. That's sick. That's absolutely sick. So a lot of people were seeing 15 to 20%. For my personal account, or for our personal retirement account, we saw roughly a 14% increase in our, in our retirement account for 2019. And considering that for the last, I believe it was the last two months, um, when I changed jobs and moved, uh, for some reason, my stash account stopped actually uh, taking money out of the account for uh, investment. It was still gaining interest. It was still gaining dividends. So it's still making money, even though I haven't put anything in it in a couple in a few weeks. I'm about to get started this year, this year by getting started next week in in doing that. And one of the things that we've we're actually doing is we're having fun with a couple of websites that we that um, I get newsletters from. One of them is uh, deals with a uh, a game for 52 weeks where you put invest a certain amount of money um, from one to 52. And depending upon how you do your bills and do your budget. Um, you can invest that money into your retirement account or your emergency fund to get that thousand dollar emergency fund. So for us, what we do is at the beginning, since the majority of our bills come in the first 18 days of the month, what we do is we invest small at the beginning and then heavy at the end. So what happens is, is that at the beginning of the month, so that it's not just a zero, we actually make sure that with the rent, lights, water, cable, cell phone, um, gym membership, that's going to go away at the end. Um, I think it's in July. I think it's we're going to kill it. Um, but, you know, those bills are automatic withdrawals. We go we turn around and we're going to get rid of those simply because of the fact that. Uh, with the gym, we're not really using it, haven't had time to go to the gym. We're now in tax season. So that's basically four months that we're not going to be there. Um, and we're doing some things around the house that for half the money that we can do on our own. So we, um, we're we actually using a uh, website called Daily Burn where you can, um, where they put a new uh, exercise program on every day. And then if you want a specific workout plan, then you can pick and choose what you're wanting to do. And it'll give you recommendations over a period of time. You can actually increase the uh, increase the activity on it and then change for whatever you want to do. So right now I'm um, so because I want to I want to lose maximum weight instead of going to the gym, what I'm trying to do is use more of my own body weight uh, to try to lose weight. Uh, and from what I've been reading and doing some studying on, sometimes that's some of the best things that you can do um, to lose the weight and not regain it all up back in muscle. So that's what we're working on now. Uh, to turn around financially and get a couple of things shored up that we would like to do 
we bought a car this year uh, from a friend of ours. We have another year, year and a half I'm paying on it. Uh, my hope is to eventually get that uh, paid off. And then what we're going to do is take that money and actually put it into our emergency fund. Uh, the goal is in two years to be have a fully funded emergency fund. Let that sit in a money market and then we're going to work on our savings account so that if we do have to change, uh, may buy another vehicle or if we have to make a major purchase, then we would actually have the ability to go and do that and pay cash for it. So our goal is to do that as we start working on our debt and getting our debt taken care of. Um, that's what our plans are for this year. Uh, what are yours? What What are your plans for 2020? What's your financial goals for 2020? Um, the, we're going to do another episode uh, the end of this week and then probably do a couple more um midweek ones because we want to keep we want to keep the book we want to keep your goals going we want to keep you excited and keep you encouraged and we also want to make points that stuff that you do at the beginning of the year lays the foundation on what you're going to do at the end of the year so we want to keep you going we want to keep you moving um we are going to get our website up and going we are going to get um uh, email address up and going so you can send us questions comments thoughts dreams statements whatever and so that's one of the things we want to do um again we are working on bringing some guests on it's just scheduling issues right now between um, the holidays weather and some other stuff so we're working on getting that taken care of for you so we can give you some other other ways of encouragement uh we're also going to be doing some more uh spiritual encouragement uh, just to keep you going because we want you to be uh, we want you to be rock solid. Uh, we want you to have your head up for the entire year. So just bear with us as we continue to make changes, as we continue to move forward. And we're we're going to be getting there. Uh, quick shout out to my boy Noah Langford for that really cool uh intro that's going to be our new theme music for 2020 we're really looking forward to it um it pumps me up every time i hear it so i'm just getting excited you know doing this more and more hopefully we'll be talking to you uh, by the end of this weekend but we wanted just to get a start and we wanted to give you an idea of uh what our goals are a little bit or what my personal goals are a little bit this year and so that's going to give us something to track because obviously we're going to be doing this month to month, quarter to quarter. So that it gives you an idea about where we are at. Um, so you get a little peek into my crazy life. So, guys, I wish you all the best of luck. Happy 2020. Um, so happy that we finally got here. Use this time this year to refocus yourself to change the things that you need to change. Take a good, honest look. One of the things with the with the goal setting page and splitting it up and looking at it and making three points on each one is to really dig deep. Look inside yourself. See what you can do to change and make yourself better. Because if you don't do that, all of this, everything that we're talking about today is for naught. And I don't want to be on here for 45 minutes every every week or 
every week or so and bore you to tears. I want you to I want you to use this as an opportunity to go out and may and be better. Be a light to somebody else. Be a change to yourself. Don't make 2020 like 2019. Be better. And and you have to take that step. The the one of the things that I talked to talked to the church uh, last night about is just literally taking that next step, moving forward, and then getting around people who are going to not only be there for you, be that be that encouragement to you, but taking that opportunity that you're going out there and you know you have somebody has your back, and when you do that. You will become the best person that you can be. I wish you all the best of luck. And we love each and every one of you that listens to us. Thank you for taking the time to listen to us. We will talk to you uh, really, really soon. But until then, be careful, be safe, and may may your 2020 start off with a great and wonderful bang. Thank you.